Okay, one more for the night. I'm going to try and keep it quick. Talk about communication styles a little. Um, so I kind of mentioned this before about... I, I don't mean communication like... I mean, I don't know. This 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 needs to be longer than I'm going to make it. But I'm trying to stick to um it's 9:42 trying to be done by 10. Um and I feel like I could easily make this 30 minutes or more. Um just like everything else. Um but yeah, so let's talk about you know what it's like to be um, um, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, just like when you're having the social interactions, um, but you're talking about communication, um, but I mean, from a point of view of a crush, right? Um, so this is something that gets complicated. You know, you have a crush on a person and this time they like you back, you know, and you're like, shoot, this is cool, you know, I want, I want this to work, um, there are things that you're gonna need to know, like, pretty early on, I'd say, I mean, there's something that I, I mentioned to people when I first meet them, especially if I'm really into them, I try and tell them, like, hey, you know, if you don't hear from me for for a few days, you know, it's not because I'm ghosting you. Like, I try to be mature about things, even to a point where it's almost awkward. And if I don't want to talk to somebody, um, I feel like it's fine to either delete their information or just tell them that I'm not interested in speaking. Um, you know, I mean, there have been people that I don't respond to, which is fine. And where it's like they haven't responded back and then I message again and they haven't responded back. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Or, you know... I might message them too much. I'm pretty sure I do that to most people. Um, but if you think about it, it's like, dude, I'm single and have all this free time on my hands. So, you know, I don't have a TV, you know. When I'm home and I'm free and I'm by myself, I'm literally just sitting on my phone. So it's like when I'm in the mood to text somebody, I'm just going to text them. And some people just hate to talk on the phone, so I don't you know, want to do that, too, and I feel like, too, it's hard for me to express myself on the phone, because there is that, like, energy, and sometimes it's hard to have, like, a really personal conversation, um, but yeah, there have been people that I, you know, that I liked talking to, where it was like, dude, I wish we were on the same freaking page, you know, like, some people you don't hear from for a few days, and it's cool, you know, but... I always find it hard when it's, like, you know, like, somebody asks you how you're doing or whatever, and then you open up to them, and they just, like, um, don't respond. <laughs> so it's, like, I, I can tell you, I can create a list right here now about things that maybe offend me, um, uh, or make me kind of, like, you know, when I'm kind of, like, wanting to connect with a certain person and they're kind of, you know, mentioning something or saying something or doing something that's kind of making me, like, unhappy or, 
you know, mad or whatever, like, I think I recorded this whole thing about this one person in my life that I know that, um, you know, has never been a positive force, but I'm kind of forced to kind of keep him around, at least on a cordial level, but, um, yeah, we don't necessarily get along either, and there was a time when they were in another room with someone else that I was on the phone with, and I was like, oh, is this person there, like, tell him I said hi, and then they got offended, and they were just like, dude, like, you, why don't you ever call me, why don't you ever talk to me, like, And they made it all about themselves like that. And I just wanted to be like, dude, we don't even get along. Like, we can barely have a conversation. And you never call me either. You never talk to me. I've texted you. I've sent you birthday messages. I've, you know, you never even, like, communicate to me. So, I'd say that is something that people kind of say sometimes. And... Um, hate it. <laughs> it's annoying. I get annoyed. I get freaking annoyed. Um, I get annoyed by it. I get annoyed by people telling me, um, those kinds of things. Um, because it's like, you know, if they were nice, or if. I wanted to, like, talk to them, mostly if they were nicer, um, I'd be able to more easily connect, or, like, I don't know. That would be one thing. If they were nicer, I'd be able to easily connect. Um, Or if they wanted to connect with me, if they really wanted me connecting with them that bad, they could have reached out to me in the last 36 years of my life or so, you know? So it's like, don't put this shit on me kind of thing. Um, Like, they have a role in it, too, is what I'm trying to say. It's not just me. They have a role in it, too. And then let's think about um, another situation um, for me that doesn't work out well, is, um, ghosting, so, like, when someone just ghosts, I mean, I don't know, I, I, I'm, I'm about to get real shallow here, um, and I wouldn't say that I've never dated or gone out with anyone with a, with a diagnosis or with a disability, I'm not, like, against those kinds of things, Um, I think if you need help, go get the help you need, you know, like, if, if, you know, if you have a problem, you know, work on it, you know, that's, that's all I can really say about that. Um, I'm not perfect myself, shit, you know, I need help. Um, I try to get help when I need it. And sometimes I'm stubborn as fuck and I don't do it. And I, I notice, I, I do really try to notice where, where I get in my way and where I get in other people's ways. And, you know, I really do try to at least own it and acknowledge it. And when I catch it, try to apologize if it's affecting other people or even in retrospect, retroactively apologizing even, you know, even though it's like rude to do that. Um, 
Yeah. I feel like sometimes I'm like a little like tired maybe or lonely or scared maybe. Um, but I'd say those aren't really reasons to be, like, negative towards other people. Um, sometimes I just need my space, and that's just how it is. But, and I understand that of other people, too, but sometimes it's like, dude, like, when I'm, like, into them, and they don't really want to connect, or, like, um... You know, or they say that they're interested and they don't really want to connect. And it's, like, to me, that can be hard because it's, like, okay, like, what are you going to, like, string me along and, like, we'll never talk? You know, like, we'll talk once a month and then we're going to say we're dating? I mean, like, that's not okay, you know? Like, and I think, I I mean, I never noticed, but I think, I until, I think I was thinking about that today. But I was, like, I never noticed, but I think the reason why that affects me so much is because... You know, I've had aspects of being, like, at least somewhat neglected in my life. Not, like, completely, like, left to fend for myself. But it's, like, you know, I, I don't think I grew up with, like, the most emotional, emotionally stable or emotionally available support. Like, I would say, like, the people I was around that were adults were better than nothing. They were helpful. They got me through life, you know. Um and they they did their best and i feel like they meant well and the majority of things you know went in a way that benefited me so i'm not going to sit here and say that like oh these people were like abusive fucked up like people but you know i feel like maybe i couldn't do any better either but i mean you know i i don't think i had people to like talk to easily um that I didn't feel judged by or that I didn't feel would be, like, disappointed in me or, like, have some kind of negative consequence for being, like, truly open with certain things about certain things with people. Um, And they were kind of, like, emotionally distant, just in proximity, pretty distant. Like, um, we didn't spend a lot of time in the same rooms, sometimes not even in the same house or in the same state. Um, is, you know, um, that kind of stuff. So there is some sort of like abandonment aspect too. So for me, I find it, I'm pretty slow to warm up to people. Like I, I, and that's what I mean. Like I do kind of take a lot of a backseat and that is why I don't really allow too many people into my life that I don't, if I'm not going to be connecting with them, I'm not really involving them in my life, you know, like. I keep a distance from my roommates mostly because I'm going to be moving around a lot and because I don't really want to get involved that deeply with people that I don't want to be, like, obligated to as far as people needing rides or people needing anything. I don't want people to feel comfortable asking me for support when I don't have the energy to do it. I'd rather not support them (laughs) and just focus on myself and be greedy about that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, if it's an emergency, I'll take you to the airport or whatever, but it's like... I can't just, like, 
not, you know, um, but, you know, I, I think attachment is a, is a big thing too for, you know, at least for me, I think I get, you know, I've had a history of issues with attachment because, you know, I've not been able to like properly really attach to people up until like more recently where it's like, this is completely foreign for me, you know, to have people in my life that I'm like, Oh, I can actually share something with them and they're not going to go tell everybody. And this isn't going to backfire on me that I'm like being emotionally vulnerable right now. There's not going to be any negative repercussion from this because this person's like safe to be around and they're not going to make me feel like shit about it. And they're not going to go blabbing to other people about my personal things that I was trying to open up to them about because I just needed to like, you know, get it off my chest or whatever, or wanted advice or something. Like, I'm not too, um, really like interested in, uh, that kind of, that kind of stuff, um, you know, like, but I would say that there, that that's definitely something that does come up for me, um, the attachment side of things, because I feel like if I had more secure attachments that I could trust earlier on, I would be able to do that now, and it wouldn't be such an issue, Um, but basically what happens now is, at least for me anyways, I'm not very securely attached to people. And when I try to, I'm very, very like sensitive to them not attaching to me. And I think I actually kind of overwhelm people too. They kind of almost pushes them away because I get like excited when I'm like into them And then I'm just like, oh, I really want to connect with you. So let's connect now, you know, like I'm all like in and they're still like, wait, like, you know, not there yet. And I'm like ready to like rock and roll, you know, and they're like, dude, I'm still tuning my instruments, you know, like, so, you know, I think I don't really pace myself too easily with that kind of stuff. That's one thing I noticed I don't do very well. I could benefit from changing that. And, you know, um, but yeah, attachment is a big part of communication. Um, so with that whole, ex- those whole examples that I gave, I would just say, you know, when we're talking about communication early on in relationships or anytime in relationships, it's really important to know, you know, your own strengths and weaknesses and how you attach, what interests you, what drives you away, what pushes you towards or away from somebody. And then the other person's um, style of those things. And then your combined interactions, how they're going to like fit and mesh well together, how you're going to repel each other, how you're, you know, how how things are when you're going to be together, um, that's something that I haven't really come too much across, um, 
Um, so these are things that I would say that I like to, um, you know, keep in mind. I'd say, please keep those in mind. Um, I mean, it's not every single thing, but it's just one aspect, really the attachment and the communication styles and things that kind of irk you and things that kind of make you feel more confident things that make you feel more secure or things that make you kind of feel insecure or like things you're sensitive around or make you feel more vulnerable. It's good to kind of know these areas because if you don't know them, I mean, they're going to come up in um, your social life. They're going to come up in your relationships and then it's hard to really navigate around something that you don't understand. So it's good to kind of know, at least in general, look at like if you don't if you don't really know kind of look at times when you've been um I'm gonna make this a little longer than past than 10 o'clock um but look at times look at times when you've been um um angry at someone, right? Look at times when you, when you kind of, like, think back on situations, and you're like, oh, like, I can't believe this person said that, or I can't believe this person did that, right? Um, and look at, like, okay, if it was a connection-based thing, or if it was something based on, like, um, communicating, or connecting, or being together, or interacting together, or, like, planning together you know or being just some aspect of being involved with this person even if it's a parent or a sibling or a you know co-worker or a lover or a crush or a neighbor or whatever like any kind of aspect of being with this person that you know you were angry about how they interacted with you how they treated you um you know, and you are connected to them in some of the, some way, you know, um, think about it and think about the patterns of things that make you angry with people. It might not be easy to categorize these different ones, but pick like even the last one, two, three things that have come up where you're like, fuck this person, you know, where you kind of had that idea in your mind, even if it was slightly right. Even if it was like, fuck them, you know, like, they're not messaging me back, like, you know what I mean, or fuck them, like, you know, they made that sarcastic comment in my voicemail when I kind of wasn't in the mood to talk on the phone, and they called me when I was, like, trying to eat my dinner and, like, watch Netflix or whatever, or, like, you know, that kind of thing, where it's, like, certain things that somebody might have done, they're just doing what they're doing and you react in a way where it's like you're upset with them that can kind of tell you a lot about your style of attachment with people because it's like the reason why you're mad is usually going to be something about that connection that you're mad about um so there can be like an example where like say if somebody doesn't message you back you know and you were like dude, I felt really connected to this person, and all of a sudden, like, at a time when I, say, it's like, if I left my job, and I was friends closely with somebody, and then, you know, during this COVID time, I leave my job, because I don't want to be coming in, and then, like, I message them once, and then don't hear back, and then four or five days later, I'm like, 
hey, what's up? And still don't hear back. I'm like, in my mind, I might be like, damn, I thought we were friends. You know, we shared so much. You know what I mean? So it's like things like that where it's like I could probably track down something like that. So like, why would I think that, you know, I want them to message me because we've been friends for so long. It's like, well, I've shared so many things with this person. And there's something about that sharing all these like connections and like having this connection and sharing with this person so much that when they don't message me back, I feel like not secure in this relationship anymore. And I start second guessing their their intentions, their, you know, you know, connection to me, their idea of like where this relationship stands and how close we were as friends. Um, I'm just giving an example, but you can think things like that. Like what, what is it that, that you tell yourself other than fuck them, you know, what is it that you tell yourself about this person when they didn't message you back? Um, or it doesn't have to be like messaging you back, but I use that as a good example because especially during this time, people are messaging more than anything maybe or phone calls and stuff. A lot of people aren't able to really see the people in their lives or at least not see everybody. They're seeing the people that they live with, otherwise not really seeing too many people. So there's a lot more messaging going on now. And I would say just in general, a lot of times nowadays, not all of us live very close together, or at least in the part part of society where I live. You know, people are busy. We live in a busy city, and it's not always convenient after work to be driving in rush hour to be like, let me go hang with my friends and have dinner. Like, it can be inconvenient. It's really expensive. You're trying to save money. Um, or if you live in a place where people live pretty far apart, it's like, you know, it's hard to kind of connect regularly. Um... But yeah, I would say you can keep that in mind. Um, you really want to keep that in mind is the connection piece, the um, attachment piece. You know, you know those kind of things are really going to help you when you're trying to figure out how to communicate earlier on in a relationship. Um, and what else can help you kind of figure out like like if you're able to like i like look look at kind of patterns right so sometimes you don't really see a pattern um in your own life i mean if you write down stuff in a category for long enough you'll figure out your patterns if you really like look back at it and like you know but a lot of people don't want to do that but i would say look at your life you know look at an area that you notice creates a lot of discomfort or unhappiness or anything like that. And a lot of times I do talk about relationships and, you know, topics where it's like gender related topics or sexuality related topics and things like that. Um, the stuff is in a way universal, but there are more layers added to it when you're not talking about like the mainstream, you know, um, part of society, the more minority, you know, labels and, you know, you add to some, somebody's, you know, person, um, the more complex things get, um, because the mainstream doesn't really cater to those differences sometimes. Um, you know, I'm not even going to go on like a rant or whatever about that, but I mean, I think you know what I mean. It's like, you know, it's hard to even get ideas of, like, generally how people do things 
when you don't even see yourself represented in the media and things like that. You're like, how do my relationships look? You know, the L word Generation Q is pretty interesting and good because it has a lot of people who are from a lot of different backgrounds, whether it's like moving to a big city from a small town or religious background or people who kind of, you know, have like maybe substance addictions or, you know, they have like a like a like, you know, some aspect of their gender that's, you know, not like cisgender or, you know, you know, commitment issues or working hard issues or, you know, issues with, you know, you know, intimacy or lying or whatever it may be. Um, I'm not, I don't know. I wasn't thinking of all, all the characters in that show, but I was thinking like, you know, it, it represents at least, you know, the complexities of, of a person's life the more kind of additional layers they might have um, based on their background. I mean, everyone's complex. Even a straight white male has a life that's going to be complex. Even if he's, like, wealthy, he's still part of a minority population because of the wealth. And so it's like... Or maybe even his heritage. You know, he may look white on the outside, but... Where are his parents from? Where are his grandparents from? And yeah, there is an aspect of privilege. Whatever. I'm, I'm not going to talk about all that right now. And I don't mean whatever. Like, I don't care that it doesn't matter. I just mean, you know, whatever it may be. Um, there are different things there to consider. Um, so what do you consider um, worthy of bring up to somebody, you know, like, how, how confrontational do you need to be, um, because, again, if we're trying to be compassionate, too, you know, you don't want to be, like, confrontational, too, you know, it's like, it kind of, the message gets lost in that, but sometimes, you know, when you are kind of a mild-mannered, meek kind of person, when you do kind of speak a little more directly, it might throw people off, because they're like, how dare you act like that, and I don't need you to be that way, or it can just be, like, it just can be how it is, but, I don't know, I think, it's just, a lovely thing, um, to try to figure out for yourself what, what might be up, um, because we all have our issues, right, we all have things that make us unhappy, um, or that lead us to make ourselves unhappy, I should maybe put it more that way, um, as adults, you know, sometimes we have decisions to leave a setting that's not good, even if we don't want to, even if it's hard, even if it's not easy, we can leave that job, yeah, we might be poor, but we can find another one, we can leave the job, we could, we could leave that relationship, we can move from that house, like, whatever it may be, as an adult, even if it's a financial burden, you do have options of even living in a shelter. I mean, a lot of times people don't want those options and stuff, but I mean, it's like, it's an option. So it's like, we do have choice and we do have flexibility with it. It's just sometimes the alternative options really aren't that pleasant. Um, I don't know what to say or do, um, about these certain things. But I'd say, you know, a good first step 
really is to identify stuff, recognize it, be aware of it, start working on it and plugging away at it. Even if it's every day spending like the first three minutes when you wake up in the morning thinking about whatever that issue is that you're working on. Think about what you worked on the three minutes before you started going to sleep the night before. Um, And then think about it for three minutes in the morning. You're dedicating six minutes a day to those aspects of yourself. I mean, it really goes a long way. And I know the consistency people need to do things like that is, you know, the motivation is really hard to come by, but you know, if you really want to see change, it, it, I mean, even three minutes twice a day is not that much to ask. You know, it's not even asking five or 10 or 30 minutes, like three minutes literally of intent focus and, you know, reflecting the next time around and then thinking of a new concept and then the next night doing that thing at night and then doing it again in the morning. If you just keep doing that, I guarantee you in, in, even within weekdays, five weekdays, you've dedicated what, um, like six times five, that's already 30 minutes you've dedicated in two settings, 30 minutes of two types of problems. You're, you're reflecting on one, adding a new one every day. Um, that's about, uh, 15, that's about 15 issues, 15 problems that you've started to work on in five days. I mean, and I say three minutes as in if you really can't get up the motivation, but three minutes, I mean, once you start with the momentum of that three minutes and have the three minutes day, three minutes in the night, and now you have like these 15 concepts or 15 things that pissed you off that you want to like reflect on, you have, you have data to work with now. Now you have, now you have an experiment. Um, yes, I'm a nerd. (laughs) Um, but now you have an experiment. Now you have something to work with where you can work on those 15 freaking scenarios. Um, and it's kind of interesting because we're usually so self-absorbed. I mean, I am, I know I am. Shoot. I know, I know I'm like me, 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 me all the time. Um, so we're so self-absorbed and, um, it's interesting when it comes to like personal development that we don't really like naturally have an inclination inclination towards personal development even though it is very self-absorbed and so it's something that I just want to mention it's like dude like if you want to work on yourself you can work on yourself it doesn't take that much shoot don't even do three minutes do three minutes total in a day if you if you want to that's still going to get you like um seven problems in a week you know in, in the span of weekdays Um, but once you have something to work with, even if you want to just work on the same problem, I mean, you'll get, you'll get somewhere with it. If you use a process and you start thinking about it, like what was happening? Why did that happen? Like, why am I unhappy about that? And it it can be nice at the end of every day to reflect on everything that kind of like didn't go right in your day or made you unhappy or upset and just think about it and just be like, damn, like subway took forever and I was feeling pissed and like, I feel like those freaking workers, man, that guy, like, he made a sandwich, and, like, there were, like, two people in front of me, like, how was I there, like, 35 freaking minutes, and I'm there, and it's, like, I'm there, and it's, like, I'm at Subway, or, like, whatever, you know, or, like, or, 
you know, how come this cashier at the 7-Eleven that I see that I, you know, I see them and, you know, they talk to everybody and I'm there all the time and I'm friendly and nice and I just, you know, I'd like a hello in the morning too and they never say hi to me, you know, stuff like that where it's like, shoot, <laughs> you know, um, will be something else, like, well, I don't need to add another one, but you know what I mean, just little things in the day that might just be minor social annoyances, if you can think about those and figure out why they annoyed you, and I'm not just talking about, like, all the little stuff, but, um, it can be nice to just reflect on those things, but when it becomes, like, a bigger thing where it's, like, something with a relationship in your life that you really want to be working on or that you want it to be working, um, and you feel like a little lost in it or confused about what's happening and, you know, um, maybe you're not ready to yet bring it up with that person. Um, it can be helpful to kind of think about like, okay, like let me process some of this, um, and think about why I'm feeling this way and think about why, um, why they're feeling the way they are. Um, I mean, it can really be hard to figure out, like, what's happening and why, because it happens so quick. It's so automatic, most of this stuff is, um... So it, that's one thing that I find really confusing sometimes is that it's just so automatic. And then we just go on with the next day and then the next day and then the day after that. And we don't like work on it because things do move fast and quickly. But it's like it's important also to work on it because if we don't work on it. Yeah, it's going to get worse. You know, it's going to get more complex. And so that's something really to keep in mind is that there are a lot of complexities to things. Um, a whole lot of complexities to things. And um, the a good starting point really is, you know, trying to figure out what's up with our own styles of things, you know. And it doesn't really have to be what's going wrong. It can it can easily be often what's going right. You know, because some, sometimes, and a lot of times, I'd hope most of the time in a relationship things, things would be going right. At least at, at a certain point, you know, once you're working on things often, you know, once things start going right, that's good. Um... But, you know, it, you know, if you're with somebody that you're interested in, in being around and talking to, I would say there's this, I mean, I may have brought it up before, but there's this uh, YouTube channel. I think it's called The Skin Deep. I, I could be wrong. Or that's the name of the game they play. But there's something called, like, The Skin Deep. And it's, like, cards where you're, like, you know, trying to have an intimate connection with somebody. Um... And it's these cards that kind of help you start these hard conversations. And so I think it was pretty cool, like, hearing what they had to say and how they talk to one another about stuff. 
and it was just like open and you can kind of see like even in the comments when you see certain people and they're like like mostly everyone's like oh like that person seems like like they were really uncomfortable or that person seems like they would be like really nice to date or like that person seems like they really care about that other person, you know, or something like that, you know, like, you can, like, read the comments, and usually it's, like, a unanimous kind of, um, understanding of, like, how people understand a certain person in those kind of, like, interactions that they're showing between the people playing the game, or asking the questions, rather, it's not, I don't want to call it a game, because it's not, like, a final game, like, woo, like, not, like, Cards Against Humanity, it's, like, a pretty serious game, like, people get tearful and stuff, but, I mean, I mean, maybe they do in Cards Against Humanity, too, I don't know, but, um, I don't think they do, actually, that game is so silly, oh, <laughs> it's great, too, but, um, yeah, I would say, yeah, um, watch that, take a, take a peek at it, view it, see what you think, um, see if that would be, those types of questions would be something that you'd be interested in doing with somebody that you're trying to get to connect with, um, or that you're interested in maybe connecting with, but you're still not sure yet, um, that's a good way, I would say, to judge, like, how, how comfortable are you with them? Um, and the reason why I say that is because it's like, um, I mean, those questions are like pretty deep. Like there's, there's a question like, um, I don't want to like ruin it for people, but it's like one question that comes up a lot in there is like, when do you feel closest to me? Or when do you, what is one thing that you wish that I understood about you or something like that like was one thing that you wish that I understood better like in our relationship or something like that um and I feel like it's just you know you see a lot of natural human responses because people you know when they're in these vulnerable settings some people get like jokey some people get like insecure some people you know I don't know, people do their own things, um, and it just naturally comes out of them, but some people you can tell are just naturally, like, seeming like they're, like, comfortable with connecting to another person, and that's something that, like, when you watch people who are confident in that, not confident, like, cocky or, like, overbearing or, like, have this intensity about them, but, like, confident, like, you can tell, like, dude, this person is able to really express how they feel by how they treat this other person. Like, they're being, like, very expressive in their communication. And I feel like when you read the comments, it's very unanimous about, like, that. And I think it's just important to kind of see some of those interactions when you can kind of see how it looks and even think of yourself if you kind of, like, almost um, um, think of almost, like, a role play, like, play it in your mind without actually doing this, um, you don't even have to use another person, but take, I would say, take one of the people that you can kind of resonate with that was kind of answering the questions or talking, um, take that person's kind of, like, persona and style of, like, how you kind of would like to portray yourself or like yourself to come across, 
um, and things that you feel like you wish that you could embody and be, um, you know, that, that would be a benefit to you or like you, you want to work towards being like confident in those areas, like that person that you're seeing and kind of try to think about like, okay, if I'm trying to like act like this person, not like faking it, but I mean, like if I, if I'm trying to like use some of this person's qualities and like attributes, cause I see that the style they're communicating with is so effective and I want to try to incorporate that in my communication to express myself to this other person and put that other person in the other seat in your mind and, and think about, okay, if I was trying to communicate this to them, how would I be feeling at that time? Like, what is it right now that I think would make it so I can't use that style that I'm seeing that I like, that I would like to incorporate and express this person? How come I can't do that? Um, what is it that's insecure in me that's making it so I can't do that um, with this other person that I'm interested in or that I'm trying to get close to? Um, so I think, I mean, I don't know if that makes sense, guys. But say, you know, if if you watch The Skin Deep on YouTube, you'll know what I mean. Because, um, I mean, they have multiple types of videos. Um, I think... One that I just didn't watch yet, but one that I, I saved to watch was, I think, it, what it looks like is a young um, boy, I think, um, and his mother, and they're talking, and they're doing this skin deep game or skin deep uh, exercise, and I think... Um, the title of the video was something about like, I'll always be a drag queen or something like that. And I think it was a little boy like dressed in drag, expressing that to his mom. Um, I don't know what the conversation is. I never watched it. I haven't viewed it yet at all, but I just thought that was interesting. Um, like that kind of thing. Um, so say if it's like, like some of them are like that, or some of them are like, queer relationships some of them are straight people some of them are you know siblings or parents or a parent and a child and they're talking about different sorts of stuff um so it's just any kind of relationship that you'd want to deepen that's a kind of game or cards that are like that or questions that are like that blogs websites there are different places where you can learn to like communicate in a way but also being, I mean, I talk about this a lot because I learned this from a supervisor of mine, being very, like, connected to, like, yourself internally and how your body reacts physically to, you know, your your state of mind. So if you're uncomfortable, if you're nervous, if you're shy, if you're confident, if you're irritable, how does your body feel? You know, what's your mind doing? How focused are you? How tense are you? How does your voice come across? Like, for me, I know when I'm tired. And that's why in these videos, I probably sound, like, mad all the time. Because I'm, like, I'm tired. I had a long day. It's, like, almost 1030 at night. And I'm, like, talking on this thing in the middle of the night outside. And it's, like, you know, I sound a little, like, cranky. <laughs> but, I mean, because um, when I'm tired, it's hard for me to, like, control my tone and, like, just my verbal expression it's just a little direct, and I know it is, and, you know, I I tell you guys, I'm trying to work on it, but it's like, um, 
I feel like when I'm just trying to get my point across sometimes, I'm not paying attention to all that. I'm like, I just need the information to be out there. Um, but, you know, I don't know. Communication is so important. But it also does involve a lot of vulnerability to have good communication. It can't all be chipper happy all the time. Um, it shouldn't be, like, miserable all the time either. You know, you should have fun. Um, it doesn't need to be, like, intense, like, intimate, like, eye-gazing, tear-dropping, um, tear-jerker kind of, like, conversations every time. I mean, it doesn't need to be, like, intense. It can be, like, you know, light or just, you know, matter-of-fact or just someone just... Sometimes the nicest thing, you know, somebody can say is, I hear you or I see you or... Um, that's valid or something like that. Just like small comments that I've noticed people kind of make more these days. Um, and always trying to create a safe space for people. Um, cause if you try with them, you know, they're going to be less likely to try to like pull the wool over your eyes or like get defensive or get, you know, in their ego about things too. Cause they're going to react to how we react, right? So if we're reacting in a certain way, they might react in a certain way because of how we're reacting. So if we're confident, it might work in our favor. Um, But if they're not confident and we're feeling confident, they might actually feel a little more insecure. So it's kind of like good to kind of feel them out. It's, It's a lot going on at once, you know, and things are shifting like second to second. It's a lot, but um, I'd say it's good, guys. It's really good. Um, it's good to do. It's hard to do. I'm just putting suggestions out there. Um, I think that's going to be all for now. I went like 30 minutes over my time. So, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm going to try and post these up. Alright guys, have a good night. If it's night for you anyways. Um, bye.